Welcome to Plant Medicine Transmissions with Javier Regueiro. In this episode of Plant Medicine Transmissions, I would like to continue exploring the theme of sexual abuse by looking at some of the themes that these instances of abuse bring up in people. One of the main things that people who have experienced sexual abuse is a sense of violation, a sense of feeling disrespected rather than honored. If we are genuinely interested in healing, and have let go of our attachments to staying, portraying, creating ourselves as a victim, then uh, this sense of being violated is important to turn it around and to look at oneself, to look at the ways in which we do not honor our own boundaries, we do not exercise our boundaries. If for every finger that we point at others, we hold three fingers pointing at ourselves, then it's important to look at the ways in which we fail to honor our own boundaries. The inability to exercise our boundaries oftentimes points to a lack of self-esteem. And underneath that lack of self-esteem, oftentimes we can also find a deep desire to be loved, to feel loved, but also a strong resistance of any kind in actually receiving that love that we seek and long for. That inability to feel, to receive the love that we long for oftentimes stems from a soul wound of rejection and abandonment. The wound of abandonment, the wound of rejection, the fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment oftentimes make us act in very strange ways. We find ourselves willing to forget about our own boundaries, our own honoring, in order to receive whatever crumbs of acceptance and love from others. We become beggars, beggars for love, and oftentimes we prostitute ourselves, we give up our own judgment in order to receive with the hope of receiving that loving attention from others. In order to receive that attention, what we sometimes do is we use we manipulate our own erotic energy and enter in a game of seduction 
with others. That game of seduction is a manipulation of erotic energy. I speak of manipulation and also of distortion of erotic energy because the play of seduction is really intended only for the perpetuation, the continuation of the species. And yet we have taken that erotic energy to create a sense of power and to fulfill deep desires, deep needs that don't really have much to do with erotic energy per se. Something that is not acknowledged in the current public arena is the fact that men and women use their erotic energy to try and seduce, to gain power over somebody else through their attractiveness in order to achieve something. We play with our own sexual energy and the sexual energy of others and then we complain that it didn't come out the way we had expected. Now this is very important. Sexual energy is a wild energy. It's not an energy that is easily contained. It's not an energy that is easily manipulated. Quite the contrary, most people at some point or another will find themselves burnt by the results of this plane, of this game, with an energy that is wild and that does not lend itself to being controlled. We arouse sexual desire sexual energy in someone and then at some point we decided that we're done with it and expect the other person to just do as if nothing had happened while in the other person that sexual energy is aroused and it seeks completion it seeks satisfaction we downplay our own sexual energy and the sexual energy of others and oftentimes uh, we just chuckle it away it's like i was just playing well erotic energy is a very powerful very sacred energy and not something that lends itself to be played with and what we see is that a lot of people who are using their erotic energy for seductive purposes oftentimes get burnt by it. They get more than what they thought they were bargaining for. In our modern Western society, we claim the right to dress up, to act in very seductive ways and not suffer any consequences of our own attractiveness. Now, I'm not saying that 
people who go around in a very sexy attire deserve to be sexually abused. This is not what I mean. What I mean is that it's important for us to be aware of the power of our own erotic energy and uh, to honor that power and see that that energy does indeed affect others in ways that are oftentimes unforeseeable. What happens in our society is that we are always increasingly so wishing to control our own experience and our own environment. One of the main areas of control is the control of sexuality and sexual energy. The more we try to repress and keep under control that energy, the more often that energy will explode in unforeseeable ways in our lives. We see this in uh, Western societies where the repression of violent behaviors in the name of a sane, civilized society oftentimes results in outbursts of violence. So it is not a coincidence that if we keep our own sexual energy on a very tight leash, we may create situations, events, where that erotic energy is actually expresses itself at the hand of somebody else. This way, we can claim no responsibility over the fact that we do indeed have an erotic and a sexual energy. The experience of feeling violated by somebody else points also to a reluctance to own our own sexual energy. It also points to an ambivalence, a deep ambivalence and a strong negative judgment against our own sexuality so that it's easier for us to say that it was somebody else's fault rather than owning up to our own sexual energy and give that energy an arena where it can express itself. In some cases of alleged sexual abuse, the situation was indeed one of deep sexual interest on the part of both parties, but then at some point, old judgments and fears in regards to erotic energy resurface in a big way and then we try to either stop it or at the end of uh, the whole experience we label that experience 
as abuse, as a violation of our own will. In that way, we can claim no responsibility over the expression of our own sexual energy. People who are very proficient at controlling and repressing their sexual energy, what they do is they expect other people to do the same and to be able to shut down that energy at will. That is unfortunately not the case for many people. For most people, sexual energy is a fire that once lit up needs to burn until it extinguishes itself and not something that we can shut down at will instantly. Now, this is not to say that our own voices, our own requests should not be honored by others. What I'm saying is that this request, this expectation of being heard and honored when it comes to sexual energy, unfortunately, oftentimes, it does not have, it's not in the right place, meaning that sexual energy is not as easily contained or controlled by most people. And this is actually, as far as I'm concerned, not a bad thing, meaning that sexual energy, that is its power, that it is a wild energy. It's a wild energy that runs in every cells of our body that is, that permeates all of creation. It is a creative force and a very powerful one, not one to control, but one to honor. Sexuality is hardly ever just about sex. We color, we invest that part of our lives with many other aspects of ourselves, oftentimes in very sneaky ways, in very unconscious ways. And at the same time, we are in a stage in our own society where we carry a lot of wounds connected to our own sexuality, as well as a lot of old judgments and a deep ambivalence about our own sexual energy. So it is not an accident that in our own communities there is still a lot of abuse of sexual energy and misuse of that energy. What all that points to deep wounds that will not be healed overnight, but that we are all on an individual as well as collective level in the process of healing. To wish to repress or deny this energy and that instinctual 
animal, so to speak, part within ourselves will not do much to support uh, that evolution, that shift into an, uh, an expression of our sexual energy in uh, conscious ways, in sacred relationship ways. And when I say uh, conscious ways, I don't mean to actually harness in a different way uh, this energy to wish to control it and to expect ourselves and others to be able to just press the stop or pause button at will. Conscious meaning to be fully conscious of the mysterious, powerful energy that sexuality is. In our misguided efforts to clean up sexuality of its wildness, as well as many other aspects of ourselves, what we do is actually create a fertile ground, a necessary fertile ground for this energy to burst out in very unexpected and oftentimes traumatic ways. I don't think uh, that the best way to shift uh, the present situation is by continuing to legislate and to create laws in our society as well as within ourselves as to how this energy ought to be expressed, but to actually create safe containers, safe, solid, consensual containers where this energy can express itself without hurting us and where we can actually feel nurtured by this powerful energy rather than diminished or violated. The ability to create and sustain such containers is, of course, a work in progress, something that we are just beginning to create in our lives. There is much learning to do. There is much learning about this part of ourselves that we have kept in a safe box locked in for lifetimes. So we are really just learning. Many cases of sexual abuse or misuse of sexual energy clearly points to the fact that we are learning how to honor this powerful sacred energy. The guilt that many people who have experienced sexual abuse can be eventually relabeled as not something that we've done wrong, but as part of our learning. Those experiences 
that at times turned out bad, that turned out to be traumatic, were really learning experiences, learning about this beautiful energy that is not separate from us, but that is an essential part of who we are. Blessings.